In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may have noticed that for the past few weeks we've had a lot of scripture readings, Vespers, Matins, and in Mass, of our Lord Jesus Christ comforting His disciples because He's beginning to prepare them for His ascension, which we just celebrated this last Thursday night. And we've heard a lot of scriptures where He's trying to bring comfort because there's sorrow in their hearts at even the thought of Him leaving. I mean, think about it. They've been with Him, many of them, for the better part of three years journeying with Him, being discipled by Him, and seeing God manifest the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ on a daily basis. And they hear that He's leaving, so it would be natural that they would be sorrowful at those words, so He brings them peace. And how is it that our Lord Jesus Christ brings comfort to them each time? He brings comfort by saying, I'm going to send you the very comforter. I'm not just going to ease you with some comforting words. I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit, the one who will be your comfort, an ever-present time in help in times of trouble. I will send him to you. We heard this in the Gospel of St. John in chapter 16, when Jesus says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comforter, and that word comforter, helper, the one that comes alongside of us and dwells within us. If I do not go away, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And not only does he say, I'm going to comfort you by sending the comforter. He says it's even better for you that you're, I'm not here with you anymore. Why would he say such a thing? Because our Lord Jesus Christ in his ministry enfleshed and upon the earth. The disciples saw him at times and sometimes he wouldn't be with them. They heard him at times and sometimes they would not hear him. But when He would send His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would dwell in such a way that they would never be without Him. Not one moment of their lives would they dwell without the Godhead, for they now dwell within us. And this is the comfort that our Lord offers. And so when Jesus would ascend, He would give them directions from the Gospel of St. Luke. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He told them to go in Jerusalem and wait for this blessed promise. And my friends, in the liturgical, grace-filled life of the church, in the truest form of remembrance, this is exactly where we are this morning on the Sunday after Ascension. We are here waiting by grace with the disciples in Jerusalem for the promise of the Comforter and to be endued with power to come to us. For Christ has ascended, and now we wait, and next week is Pentecost when the Holy Spirit, that very promise that He told His disciples about, will be poured out. And we'll glean from that next week. And I think it would be good for us while we are here waiting, so to speak, in the liturgical life of the church, I think it would be good for us to focus on a few of the roles of the one who was promised. A few of the roles of the blessed Holy Spirit in our life. Today we'll look at one. Next week at Pentecost we'll look at another. 
The role we want to look at today I've already mentioned. How is the Holy Spirit our comforter, as our Lord Jesus Christ has described? Because in the Gospel of St. John that you heard read today, you hear these words. But when the Comforter comes, whom I shall send to you, when the Comforter comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now, the Holy Spirit's role to testify of God to us and through us, we're going to look at in Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit being the Comforter we look at today. And that word comforter is parakletos in the Greek. And it means this. It's not only one who brings comfort, but it's very descriptive as to how the comfort is brought. It's one who comes alongside in order to be consistent and ever-present aid through all of hardships. It's one who fills us, one who dwells with us, and by that indwelling connects us to the Holy Trinity where we dwell in union, and that is our comfort. And that is our grace in seasons and times of trouble. That's how the Holy Spirit is our comforter. In other words, it's the ministry of Christ's Holy Spirit. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit that grants us the experience of what we hear in one of the epistles uh, in the scriptures. Grants us the experience that, of the peace that passes all understanding. We've heard this phrase so many times, and I know so many of you have even testified to me of how God has been a peace that you can't even understand in the times of the greatest of hardships. And I hear this from you, and I have experienced this myself. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that grants us that. And that peace that passes all understanding is a peace that the world, not just us, a peace that this world cannot understand. Because it's a peace that permeates the soul of man where the spirit dwells within. It's a peace that permeates right into our suffering. That penetrates right into our suffering. Granting us the experience of God that sustains us in the greatest of our sufferings. I'd like to read to you uh, two teachings of the fathers about the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. The first one is St. Cyril of Jerusalem, who is writing to the church encouragement about the Holy Spirit being the comforter based on St. John chapter 15 in a time of great persecution in the church. St. Cyril of Jerusalem says, He is called the comforter because he comforts and encourages us and helps us in our infirmities. Martyrdom is at hand, tortures on every side, and fire and the sword and savage beasts in the pit. But the Holy Spirit whispers softly, be still and know that I am God. You know, he's talking about martyrdom that the church was facing then. But I would say not only that suffering, but in any suffering that we undergo, any human suffering that we must endure in this life, the Holy Spirit is about the same ministry, helping us in our infirmities. And St. Cyril goes on to say, what is happening? You're suffering. What is happening now to you? is such a small matter. The reward will be great. And then he quotes St. Paul in Romans 8. He says, The sufferings of this present time are not worthy of comparing to the glory that shall be revealed in us. 
It is the Holy Spirit that lives among us, dwells within us, and conveys the reality of this truth to stabilize us and to sustain us in those times of suffering. St. Didymus the Blind, he says this, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Comforter, a name taken from His office, which is not only to relieve the despair of the faithful, but also at the same time to fill them with unspeakable joy. Everlasting gladness is in those hearts in which the Spirit dwells. My friends, what you didn't hear St. Didymus the Blind say that the Holy Spirit's role is to remove the sufferings of this life. You did not hear that. What you did say is the Holy Spirit's role in times of suffering in order to be the promised comforter is to come alongside, undergird, and strengthen us to relieve us in our time of suffering, to sustain us with the very grace of the Holy Trinity in those times where we're aching the most. And I love that phrase, not only to relieve us from despair, but even in the midst of suffering, to fill our souls with unspeakable joy. The very joy of God, the joy of our salvation, not happiness, not happiness, joy, which is so much more profound than eternal. We see this example of how the Holy Spirit ministers to his apostles. In Acts in chapter 16 as the comforter. For in Acts chapter 16, Saints Paul and Silas are being persecuted for their faith. And they're not only thrown into prison, but before they're thrown into prison, they are scourged with the same scourging that our Lord Jesus Christ had to endure. Their backs would have been a wreck. Many have commented that St. Paul would never walk straight upright again. After what he, the, the punishment that he took that day. And they are thrown into prison. So not only have their bodies been ripped asunder, so to speak. But they have been now in prison, their freedom removed. And what is it that we find them doing according to Acts chapter 16? Something that the world cannot understand. They are in prison, praising God, we are told. Praising God through prayer. And what is prayer? Experienced communion with God. They are praising God through prayer. And they are praising God through the singing of hymns. Now you think about how they're feeling. You talk about the singing of hymns with a beating like they took. With their backs being lashed like that. Every breath would have been a severe pain. And yet there's joy in the prison. Because the Holy Spirit had been sent. And St. Paul and Silas were attentive to the Holy Spirit. Connected to the Trinity and fellowshiped with God. Even in the midst of that great suffering. It's as if the Holy Spirit is given to us. To grant us the great experience that the psalmist cries out for and describes in one of my favorite psalms. That is a fallback in my times of suffering in Psalm 46. When the psalmist declares this, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed 
And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Holy Spirit is there given to us if we will attend to Him and remain in fellowship with Him and continue after Him to minister that very presence of God in the midst of that suffering. Many of us, and I said this last week, and I include myself very much so, many of us are going through some pretty significant suffering right now. And it's because of my own quite, I must admit, it is because of my own that when I looked at the mass, even from the collect all the way to the scriptures, the Holy Spirit being promised as the comforter, it was because of my own things that I am dealing with in my life that turned my attention to remind myself of who the Holy Spirit is to let him reveal himself to me again. Because sometimes in the midst of suffering, we turn our gaze. We turn our gaze and we either numb ourselves with so many different various things that this world has to offer because that's what Satan would have us do in times of great suffering. Do things that escape the suffering but not find God within it. And so I even need to be reminded, refreshed of who the Holy Spirit is, the experience that we can have, and I share this with you. And so the disciples, they were told to go into Jerusalem and they were to wait for this promise. And here we sit with them. So how shall we wait. In these, this week. These precious few days. Between Ascension and Pentecost. How shall we wait for the promised Holy Spirit. And I say how shall we wait. Knowing that almost everyone in this room. Is baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. You've already received him. But as I said before. So many times in our lives. We need the help of God by grace. To reawaken ourselves. To the great gift that we've been given. I sent you an email this week where I offered you two suggested prayers. If you're not already, to add to your hours of prayer, morning, noon, and evening prayer. And I read them to you now. One is the prayer to the Holy Spirit, which is in both Eastern and Western Rite prayer books. And in that prayer we pray, O Heavenly King, O Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. Who art in all places and fillest all things. Treasury of good things and giver of life. Come and dwell in us. And cleanse us from every stain. And save our souls. O gracious Lord. That prayer is a cry out that God would mercifully reawaken us. To the Holy Spirit that has truly filled us. Come and dwell in us. Fill us. Save us. And this morning in Matins, we chanted Psalm 51. And I also gave you a portion of that as a suggested prayer as we wait until Pentecost. With these words, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me. By your generous spirit. And that word uphold me. That phrase in the Hebrew is beautiful. Because it's like this. Uphold me. Lord wrap me up in yourself. Picture that. Wrap me up in yourself. Undergird me. 
Strengthen my legs on a solid foundation. Be my help. Be my strength is the prayer. I encourage us all to pray these things as we wait on Pentecost. That we might truly be awakened to the experience of the promised Holy Spirit who Christ says is our comfort. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.